Hi everybody, Shalom. We are in Parashat Ekev. The Pasuk, the verse starts with Vaya Ekev Tishbeun. Meaning, if and when you will listen. If and when that you will listen. And the idea goes like this. We're there talking about the capability of listening. You know, why would you choose to listen? Because there is a force within you that tells you to listen. Tell you that's important. You shall listen, you should listen to what? The Torah or a spiritual leader or a teacher or a rabbi, whatever you want to call it, is telling you. But what about if you're not in the mood to listen? Why is that? Because a lot of time we get reincarnation or we get a certain soul that's been adopted by our soul and it's quite negative. Now that soul knows one thing, that if you will listen, the good soul will win. So the negative soul will do whatever it takes within your body not to listen to any instruction that might get you on, on the right path. So that's about listening and about souls. But the word ekev also stands for a part of the body called the heel, the, 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 the ankle. Now, why would the Torah said start a portion? Because you will listen, or please listen even if it is like your ankle. Where is the ankle in the body? In the bottom, tell us Rashi from Midrash Tanchuma et ha-mitzvot ha-kalot sh'adam dash ba-akevav. It say, be more aware of the most important spiritual thing that you step on it. What do you mean you step on it? Dash ba-akevav. And by the way, the Zohar talk about it as well. The Zohar is going back and it's talking about the soul. And the soul mentioned like that. When the soul comes to this world, God last advice to the soul before the soul entered this physical universe. God is saying to the soul, if you want to make it, lechilach be'ikve atzon. A verse coming from Shir Hashirim, a verse coming from song by King Solomon. Ikve, meaning the foot, or the footstep of the herd, of the sheep, of the, of the cows. What's, what's hidden here? Rashi say, be careful on the small thing. Don't worry about the big thing. He took it from Tanchuma. The Zohar said, lechilach bi'ikve atzon. Go in the path that follow the footstep of the sheep, of the herds. What's the secret? Well, let's start with Rashi. Rashi is talking about, we all know how important Shabbat is. Shabbat is the one of the greatest mitzvot. Nothing is more powerful than Shabbat, especially Parashat Ekev. If you merit enough to do Shabbat Ekev with 
the food, specifically you got to eat the Shabbat a lot, and Torah, and the blessing for the next month of Elul, you will be blessed. This weekend you, you don't want to miss. You can miss any other weekend. You can miss Ekev. Ekev you can miss. What is the small thing? For example, you go to the store, you buy something, you give them $50 bill, and they give you the change they give you is $155 back. Obviously, they did some mistake. You said, I think I'm lucky. I think God gave it to me. God did give it to you, but it's a test. What does the stand look like? Well, that stand, that test look like for you to be determined by your own soul. Are you willing to tell them this is called mekach ta'ut? That's a mitzvah. This is a mistake of business deal, and I would like to return to you the money. Those things is something that people do every day. And that's what Rashi said, ekev. The ankle, the bottom of the body, is something that we have to be more aware about, more aware of. Because don't be worried about precision, not kill or steal, or not doing the Shabbat. That's what we all will do. But when it's coming to small thing, somebody give you 25 cents extra, you have to mention to them, excuse me. And I have to give credit to my wife that she's the one who teach me about Mekah Ta'ut. I remember I went to a client and they pay me double the amount of money that I charge. So I told Debbie, I said, I don't know what to do. He said, okay, we're going to call her. We're going to call the lady. We called the lady and said, excuse me, it's misunderstanding here. You gave me double the amount of money you usually pay. Is it by mistake or is it a gift? Said, no, it's not a mistake. I wrote on the paper where I give you the money. What else I need from you? I pay you for your visit, but I need you to do another location that you have to go to. I said, okay, I didn't know that. It's good that I ask. So those are the small things that you might be doing and you don't know. Speaking bad behind people's back. We all doing it. We all. Not, not some don't. We all doing it. We all doing Avera of Lashonara. But try to avoid as much as you can. Those things are also small things that people are not aware of. That's what Rashi want to tell us. Now, when we take the Zohar, and the Zohar said, and I'm sorry I don't remember the page where it came from. If I'm not mistaken, it's in uh, uh, either Zohar Hadash Ekev or in Zohar Akdama or Zohar Bereshit. Lechilach be'ikve atzon. Or in Zohar Shir Hashirim. I might look later for it and give it to you. There's a soul told by God, follow the footstep of the sheep, the cow, the goat, the herd. What does that mean? When a person is looking to become active, when a person is looking to become Nothing. When a person is looking to become the in the in the in the in the 
uh, anchor in the bottom of the body, and he or she okay with that, then you will be able to listen. You want to know why you don't listen, tell you the Zohar? Because your ego is too big. What is ego? When you think you're right. You think you're right. So what is Hashem telling us? What is God telling us? It tells the soul, you want to make it in this life? Look for how you're going to become nobody in every given situation. When you go to shop food, how can you become nobody? Go in the back of the line. Look around you. Maybe some people have three items, five items. They will wait for you before Shabbat when you have 25 items. Not nice. Go to the back and give them a chance to make it. Be more aware of the situation around you. The waiters, the chef, the restaurant, the people. Be more aware. And don't judge other people who are not aware. Maybe they're more aware than you, but you cannot just see it because you're so much busy with yourself and others. What's wrong with them? My wife just corrected me. It's from Zohar Kadash, Shira Shirim. That's where it's come from. That God is saying to the Neshama, go, go, and become nothing. And once you're willing to become nothing, ah, you can hear the voice of God wherever you go. That's how the parsha start. And the parsha continue. Then you will be able to keep the Torah. Then everything is working. What do you think? When you do a sin, when you commit a crime, do you really think it just happened? Or it was a preparation of years before that, before you commit a crime? I give you an example. A gentleman is eating only kosher. He going to a place, very respectful place, who tell him that what they're serving there is fish. The gentleman said, I don't want to eat meat because I ate milk or cheese just before. It's kosher. It's strictly kosher. The restaurant, mistakenly, mix the dish. They serve fish and they serve schnitzel. Schnitzel is like a fried chicken breast surrounded by a dough. You know? It's Austrian food. It can be with veal. Or I'm not going to give you a cooking lesson over that now. This wonderful gentleman start cutting the, the, the food. And this is doing the three weeks or doing the tisha, uh, nine days. You're not supposed to eat meat. And he's cutting it. Next to this gentleman, sitting a famous chef who doesn't care about religion or kosher. He look at the cutting structure and the fiber of the food. And he whisper to that gentleman, what kind of fish is that? The gentleman said, I don't know. Let's test it. He tested. He said, that's pretty good. The chef looked again. He said, stop. So why? 
This is, cannot be a fish. So, but they say it's a fish. I, say, I don't care what they say. He cut it. He take a piece. He called the chef, the manager. He say, you guys did a terrible crime. So what happened? So you served this man meat. When he keep religion, he cannot have it, and it's the nine days. And there are fish. The gentleman who keep religion and everything strict went to the bathroom and vomit. Throw up everything he ate. Our question. But yeah, when life go well to you, which spirituality is because above they're okay with you, it will go away good with spirituality. If you think when you choose well, then your life is well, no. Your life is well because the force above make you choose well. But what make the force above make you choose well? Because you did well before that. If you're not doing so well, you're going to run into a situation when your free will is being taken away from you. And yes, you will eat meat. Even not kosher meat, God forbid. Just because you need to wake up. So it's a build-up system. Nothing happened just overnight. It can take 20 years until you end up in a situation like that. But be aware. Now that gentleman, oh, he become unbelievable because he will never even dream about cutting without asking, without breaking it, smelling it before he's eating anything. He becomes suspicious. So what he become? Exactly, Ekev. He become, again, the ankle. He become in the bottom. He become humble. He's ready not to have ego. For those type of people, say Hashem, say God. You will keep exactly as I want you to keep because you're already in Ekev. He said, God himself will make sure you're not going to do a mistake. When you do a mistake, when it has to do with the 613 mitzvot, it's not a mistake, my friend. It was forced from God to wake you up. You're doing something wrong before that and you're about to do something terrible after that. Being humble, it's very serious. Normally, when you go to eat, humble not last very long. And for that reason, the entire part of Ekev, talking about food, food and food, and food. And we need to understand how is this relate to be humble? Is that mean every time you eat you have ego? And every time you starve you don't? Well, there is something about it. Try to imagine you have servant, you have beautiful plate, gold, everything is perfect, you're rich. It's very difficult to be humble. One of the things that people who are wealthy or famous lose is the ability to become nothing. I mean, I know few who are actually still humble with all the money they have. But for example, I have a rabbi who is a wonderful man. Wonderful man. I wouldn't give him the highest degree of management, but I would give him the highest degree of being a good human being. So he's building a shul, shul being synagogue, building a place of prayer, 
in a weird area between, it doesn't matter where because then you know his name. And he talked to me. He saw me with some short conversation. And he said, I need some help with my anger issue. So anger is ego. Rabbi Chaim Vital right, it's ego, Rabbi. What's going on? I said, I know, but I need help. I said, okay, talk to me. So, well, I'm trying to build a community center. And within this community center, there's expenses. There's money that need to be. And I had some doubts about myself. I have some doubts about God. Sometimes I was very angry with myself. And then my bitachon in Hashem, my uh, security in God, grew up after I read the book of Rabbeinu Bahaya. I think it's called Chovat Alevavot. And my security in God grew up. But then I fell again. So okay, what happened? So I met a rich man. That, that's a good thing. And I thought that rich man would take care of the dream of that community center, building, I don't know, whatever expenses you go, carpet, window, building, rent, or buy, torot, kitchen, dining room, Blah, blah, blah. The old nine years. And everything went okay. Start paying. Then I realized it will cost way more than what I thought it would be. And I was nervous about going to him, he tell me. But I went to him anyway. And I went to him, and I was waiting for him to tell me how much money you need. Instead of saying it, you let me speak. And we talk about sukkahs. And we talk about Passover, and we talk about Shavuot, and the year is going by, and we're almost in Rosh Hashanah, and the rich man is not saying, Rabbi, I'm here to help you. Tell me how much money you need. He has ego, the rich man. We know it. Every rich man has ego. So what's the problem with the Rabbi? The Rabbi has ego not to ask. He wants the rich man to offer it. The rich man doesn't know he wants it. The rabbi wants him to know it, but he doesn't want to tell it. So we discuss it. He asked for my help. I said, I will not do it for you. I will tell you simply, go get rejected. If you say no, it's good for the ego. Just go. Whatever money you need, 50,000, half a million, I don't know how much money you need. Just go ahead and don't stop and ask. But make sure you're doing it for the rich man, not for you. That happened two weeks ago. So I'm waiting for result. I don't know if it's going to happen, not going to happen. That's not my point. My point is, my friend, that in life, you're going to meet people. They have a test too. The rich man have a test if he's going to do it on his own or not. The rabbi... As a test too, is he going to ask the rejected yes or no? Everybody's going through some test. So what do we do so we can do better? What do we do that we can do better so we will not do shgaga? We will not do a sin by mistake. Because when you do a sin by mistake, you have to go ahead and do it again. You have to do it purposely after that. And nobody want to do it purposely. So what do we do? Well, for that reason, we need support from above, from heaven, a soul of the righteous to come and help us. And how do we do that? 
When you pray, when you pray and meditate, and when you eat, that's it. Pray, meditate, study Torah, do mitzvot, and eat. Spiritual part of bringing soul of righteousness into your body. Mitzvot, masim tovim, good doing, study of Torah, action, eating. Did you know that by eating you become spiritual? Does it make sense? So here comes a question that I saw by the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov raised this thought. And he said, why would a person die? Oh, when a person died, the soul leaves the body. Why the death determined by the soul leaving the body? After all, the soul is not a physical thing. But there is a whole discussion there. And then he take it into Rabbi Haim Vital from Shar Amitzvot. And I'm going to go page by page. I'm going to try to make it not too long, but it's important. Yeah. When Adam were created, all the souls were clear Bad from good, good from bad. And all of them were included with Adam. And when Adam did one pray, as we know, or is it written in the Talmud in Hulin, he prayed and all the grass, the flower, and the fruit grew up. And a rain came down and everything worked perfect. Vetiken And he fixed all the level of consciousness. He didn't fix everything to do with the world of action, as those of you know Kabbalah. Action, formation, creation, emanation. Actually related to the physical world where we live in. But he corrected the animal. Within the world of Asiya, within the world of action, he corrected the animal. How do we know that? When it's written there that Adam gave name to all the animal. So it's not totally a tikkun, but it's something. And by by doing that he elevate the spark of light that captured within the animal into the upper world, and by righteous people eating the animal, the specific animal, kosher one, can elevate those spark. It's a little bit complicated, but stay with me. Or listen to it twice. But it was two level that he didn't fix. is the vegetables and the inanimate, the minerals. He didn't do it. For that reason, Adam were not allowed to eat meat. Why? Why not allowed? Because he didn't know to do tikkun for the meat. He didn't have to do tikkun, correction, or sifting 
for the meat because the meat already been corrected by doing the meditation and pray. Or idea of eating, why are you eating? To take the good that that food and to elevate them from the klipa. But the animal already was corrected by the prey. But the trees and, and the grass and the fruit had to be eaten because that's the way you're blessing them. And Rabbi Chaim Vital continue. When the meat become fashionable, after Noah come out of the ark. Why? Because it was so much corruption and a lot of the human were reincarnated into animal. So for that reason, they divided kosher animal and the non-kosher animal. Because the kosher animal, you're capable to take the light out of the kosher animal and elevate it to the roots where they came from. Non-kosher animal, it cannot do anything about it. So there is no point of eating it. That's why you shouldn't eat it. And if a person is eating it, I'm aware by him then the klipa of the impure system get attached to the soul. But it dabek ochlam, and it stick to the human who eating it, and all the holiness he used to have, it's gone. So when people tell me, oh, well, I eat shrimp, and I feel healthy. It's nothing to do with your health. It has to do with your soul. And even if you eat kosher meat, is only a person who is talmit chacham, people who keep the mitzvot, and sages, meaning he has to meditate how to eat. You cannot just eat. That's why it's in Psachim, in Masechet Psachim in the Talmud. It's say you should not eat meat. It's kind of shocking, right? So the danger of eating meat is becoming a danger. No, no, no coincidence that nowadays you create all those uh, burger with almost meat. Almost meat, it's called? Impossible. Impossible. Why? Not because meat is unhealthy. Because we don't have enough Talmudic Chachamim. Most of the people in the world are not spiritual. If you do yoga, it doesn't make you spiritual. If you meditate every day, it doesn't make you spiritual. If you pray every day, it doesn't make you So what makes you spiritual? To be tested and pass the ego. And by the way, those of you who don't believe me, please take me with you to places that consider itself spiritual. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Anger Management. Very funny movie with Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. And they go visit an old friend of Adam Sandler that's becoming a Buddhist or something like that. And once they make him angry, he lost his temper and he starts fighting again. 
Being in a place doesn't make you spiritual. Internally, what's going on inside you? The facade, we all can get the PR, the branding, my God. America is the capital of the world on image changing. Okay, we're going to change your image. But what's going on between you and yourself? Forget people, you. Are you spiritual? Are you forgiving? Are you happy? That's really what it's all about. So if you're not, you don't tell me to come. You eat meat. It can hurt you. And also, sometimes there is a wicked reincarnated to do that food when you eat it. <laughs> you know what's going to happen to that person who eat that food and you don't know what you're doing? Even if it's vegetables, yes. Even if it's minerals, yes. It can be all kinds of things. So be careful. Just understand what you're doing when you eat. I didn't tell you what to do yet. Tell us Rabbi Haim, tell us the name of Rabbi Isaac Loya. When a person eats, has to be careful. It's the most careful time in your entire life when you eat. Don't eat like an animal who has no conscious of what they're doing. Animal has no consciousness. Zero conscious when they eat. They're not eating for sifting good from bad. They're eating because they're animal. It's reflex. Because the table is like mizbeach, like altar. So because it might be a soul of reincarnated people within the food. Why they become a celery? Why they become a stone? Why they become a cow? They did Averot. They did sin. And then it's dangerous for you to drink or to eat. But sometimes there is no reincarnation there. Just the food itself is so physical so that attached to the Yetzerara and Klipot, evil inclination and Klipot. But if the person is Tzadik, what is Tzadik? Somebody who just finds good about everything in his life or her life. Or Talmud Chacham, somebody who study. Zohar, Kabbalah, Talmud. So if the person is spiritual, when they eat, they fixing that level. But if it's Amaret or Rasha, if the person is not spiritual, it destroys more than the way it was before. So if the person reincarnated an animal, because the person who is eating that steak is Rasha, is wicked, that human who was reincarnated an animal, he went back to become a stone. That's how dangerous for those people to eat. And that's why in Masechet Shabbat, it say, Rav Chizda, Ana lo ba'aniyuti achalti yarka, velo ba'atiruti achalti yarka. He say, I never eat vegetables. But if you don't study Kabbalah, you don't understand. Why you never eat vegetables? You don't have to eat vegetables. Vegetables is only for what? To elevate the spark of light that Adam did it. But the meat, the steak, the shawarma, the, the, the chicken, 
the, the, the fish, that has to be elevated by righteous people. So it's very important to eat it. So Rav Chizda said, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do vegetables. Because usually it's saying the Talmud don't eat too much meat. So it's not a contradiction. It depends who are you. It's a beautiful section. I'm skipping as much as I can so I don't take too much of your time. And the Ari said, whatever you do, make sure you wash your hand before food. The most important thing you're going to do to your life. Otherwise, person gets reincarnated in water. Very dangerous. And tell us, Rabbi Haim Vital, there is so many people reincarnated in water because of that. Even if they were all their life spiritual. And unfortunately, sometimes you have people who are perfect tzaddikim, perfect. But there is, through the water, a negative soul jump into their body and make them crazy. And not easy, but it works also the other way around. Sometimes a person drinks water and is righteous, he has a lot of soul of the righteous come and help him not to do a sin. And if the negative person gets into his body, that righteous can never fix that person. You will be the bad boy, the bad girl living inside your body. If you're suffering from rage, it's for life. You're suffering from addiction, it's for life. Be aware of that. It's not you. But you have to be strong enough to tell your rage, hey, listen, I know you want to get angry, not, not now, not as you want it. I will tell you the condition of rage, not you. I know you want to be addicted, I will tell you when. You have to control it because otherwise it becomes stronger and stronger. You have to tell the rage, you're not me. You have to tell the addiction, you're not me. You are, when I drank water one time in a trip, a vacation, when I was 10 years old, that's all get into my body. I remember that. I'm not letting you control the rest of my life. So that's why you see sometimes people who are righteous and they do Averagedola. They do a terrible, terrible crime. In Emory, Rabbi Chaim Vital witnessed on his teacher. Rabbi Ezekluria used to like to walk. No road in those days, so everybody was hiking. Hiking become fashion now. In those days, everybody was hiking. He used to drink water from a well or from a lake. Before he was drinking, I am a bit. He was looking in the water. Meditate. Until with his meditation, he would remove any spirit that was reincarnated in the water or any reincarnation there. Then he drink it, of course, with the blessing. And then I would see the spirit come back to the water. That's what Rabbi Yazikluria said, be careful. Whatever you do, you go beautiful well or beautiful, uh, what do you call it, waterfall. Please, don't do this. I'm drinking it. 
Because if there is a killer being reincarnated, it's going into your body. Be careful not to do that, please. Not to drink directly from the water. If you want to do it right, go to the source of water. Wait a little bit. Take a water in your fist, okay, or in your pocket. Then put it in your mouth with a blessing. And when you tap up the water from the source, and you bring it to your house, or today with the piping system, and there is nothing to worry about drinking the water. But I will tell you a secret that my teacher taught me, Sir Rabbi Haim Vital. If you're already doing it, that's what his teacher taught him. Pour a little water before you drink. Just a little bit. Tick, a little bit, a drop, and then drink. And he's bringing it also in the Talmud and Chulim. There's all secret about demon there. I don't want to tell you the whole thing. You go ahead and read it yourself. Yeah. So, what do you need to do? First, blessing. Before the food and after the food. Food is the only way you can make yourself humble and food is the only way you're going to have ego for no reason. Drink wine, alcohol, water, food, meat, fish, vegan. So when people tell me I'm only eating vegan, I'm only eating vegetables, it's good. That's what they need for their level. Wonderful. Sometimes people change. All of a sudden they eat meat. Why? Because they have more tikkun in the meat. Or more tikkun of fish. They have more tikkun in the fish. Some people have to drink a lot. They have a need to drink a lot of liquid. Water, juice, something like There's tikkun there. There's tikkunim. And you have to be serious about all the kavanot. If you want to do more kavanot. So the basic kavanot, the basic. You don't have to memorize it. When you take the name of God, Adonai, and you take the first letter, Aleph, you cut it by Alachson, diagonal. You're going to have Yud and Vav, 16. Yud and Vav, 16. It's the 16th, above 16th is below. And the food is Din, judgment. So the 16 and 16 chewing, and that's how you sweet the judgment of the food. That's the basic covenant. There is about 100 covenant. I wish I can give you all of them, but I want to give you also Zohar. This was from the Ari. Now, what to do? Zohar-wise. What is, do you need to do with food? And you correct yourself just by doing it in the food. First, you got to eat kosher. You can't elevate non-kosher animal, guys. What if you want to go to a non-kosher restaurant? Very dangerous. Meaning if you don't know what you're doing, you're most probably going to eat non-kosher. Better to give business to people who keep kosher. They need business because not a lot of clients go in there. So I know you want the sushi, fancy name, but listen, fish is the fish. Rice is the rice. Maybe it's not perfect, but you can manage. So please, 
כושר אנימל, כושר רסטרנט, כושר וויין, כושר ווטר, whatever it is כושר. Not because of the diploma of the kosher, it's more because you want it for yourself. ועשרה דברים צריך אדם לעשות בסעודה. I'm reading from Zohar verse 31. to come and make meal this Shabbat and make sure that we are doing Ekev in the right way. Nothing more powerful than Ekev with meal. Second, Laaruch Bet Chalot Shabbat. You have to have at least two Chala for Shabbat. Gimel. Lechol Shalosh Saudot. You have to eat three meal. Velosif Bichol Al Kodesh. It's in the same thing. And to speak language of holiness on Shabbat because in Shabbat you elevate all think you did during the week. Dalet, la'ir mera la'shulchan. K'mo sh'arnu, shulchan b'tzafon, menorah b'darom. La'it kendel for Shabbat. Make sure the kendel is in the south. South. And your table is not from the kendel. And make sure there is a sava, meaning somebody make the blessing for everybody. And everything you say, Speak about holiness when you speak. Of course, if you can have money to buy ksatot, vekarim merukabim, my grandfather used to do it by hand, meaning if you have a table of Shabbat, that the chair will be like soft, not uncomfortable chair, at least sponge a little bit or something like that, make it look nice, okay? My wife has this tradition, she cover the chairs for Rosh Hashanah and Pesach. For Shabbat also... You can't be sad on Shabbat because there is a force called the evil force. They're not allowed to be part of the Shabbat. So if you become depressed on Shabbat, the force of evil allowed to suck you into the world doing Shabbat. Very dangerous. Then, fifth, Kiddush, Vayachulu. Six, make sure you speak Divrei Torah. You speak some Torah on the table. Seven, make sure you stay longer on your table. Even today it doesn't apply, but I need to tell you this. Why you stay longer on the table? Maybe poor people will pass by and they say we need food. It doesn't work nowadays, but it's good to invite people to eat. On Shabbat. Eight, wash your hand after you finish the food. Nine, the blessing after the food, Berkat Amazon. 
10 is a wine cup if you have 10 people. You need to do one cup. Some people do it even with three cups. There is all meditation going after this. I highly recommend you should read it in Ekev. But what I'm getting from it is the important, no, before I finish, is the important of understanding the true food you can actually getting to such a high level. Now, so after we understand the true food, we can elevate ourselves. What's the purpose of elevate yourself? What, what is the purpose? What is the ultimate purpose of spiritual person? Ledovka po, bo, to have cleaving, to cleave, cleave you say, to the creator, the in Hebrew mean devik. Devik mean stick, stick to the creator. What does that mean? Adavek vebidotav tell us Avi Ezer, Pirush on Ekev, in Pasuk. Twenty-two, chapter eleven, chapter eleven, verse twenty-two. What does that mean to be like God? To be sensitive to people, not to fire one person and give the same job to another person. To be merciful when you want to get angry or you have a rage. Like when you see a student or you see a criminal, be nice. Sometimes you have to be humble. Sometimes you have to be angry. Depends on the situation. Not a lot of people know when to use what. So when God finished the parsha, he said to the Israelite, Moses said to Israelite, <coughs> that if you want to keep yourself spiritual, if you want to keep yourself spiritual, and always climbing from one level to another, of course you need to eat the right food, do the right meditation. But remember what's the purpose of all of it. The whole purpose of all of it is that you act like the creator, that you act like God. Because if a person doesn't look to act like God, then the purpose of that individual is not spirituality. It must be something else. Thank you, and have a great weekend.